Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm your host, Adam Wright, along with co-host Justin Tucker. Now, a lot has gone on. There's been a lot of great games that happened during the week three, during week three of the regular season. And we have a lot that's going to go on during, uh, during week four of the regular season, namely one particular game that's going to be played in New England that we will go over. We have a special announcement for what we have planned for that game to cover it. And to start, we're going to go on to the first game uh, that we're going to cover in general. We have uh, So there was this thriller that was played uh, between the Baltimore Ravens and the, and the Detroit Lions. <clears throat> and it ended with a, record, with a record-setting field goal by Justin Tucker, 66-yard field goal. Not to be confused with the co-host, Justin Tucker, mm-hmm. uh, of the Fumble podcast. Isn't it crazy how the Ravens fan is on our show is named after the star kicker? I wasn't named after him. It's sure. sure. I would have just said it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, in this game, the Ravens jumped out to a 13 to nothing lead. The Lions, they chipped away at the lead until they hit a field goal at the last minute with a minute and four seconds left to take the lead. Then the Ravens get barely into, not even into field goal position. And Justin Tucker hits a 66-yard field goal to win the game and set and set a record for, imagine hitting a 70-yard field goal. Like, that's about what it is. It's, it was unbelievable. Now, it barely made it in. It bounced in. But holy crap. Justin, I'll let you give your thoughts on this. Oh, my God. First off, I just want to say, how about those Ravens, baby? Let's get it. Oh, man, I was nervous as hell. I had conditioning, so I couldn't watch the full game. But I, I got to say, Marquise Hollywood-Brown dropped three touchdown passes. Two of them were his fault. One of them, the defender, tipped it, and he couldn't catch it. I'm not going to blame him for all three. I blame him for two. But those two, you have to catch. If he just catches those two touchdown passes, we wouldn't be having this conversation about it being a thriller. I know he'll bounce back for us, but you got to hold this one, Marquise. Anyway, Lamar Jackson doing his thing again over a over 100 yards rushing, 200-plus yards in through the air, a couple of touchdowns, one to Devin DuVernay, I'm happy about. Mark Andrews showed up. Brian, you're welcome in fantasy. I told you Mark Andrews would show up for you. Oh, man. And then there's the GOAT, Justin Tucker. First off, Lamar Jackson had to get to convert a fourth and 19 in order for it to happen. He drops back. He passes it. Doesn't run for it. He passes it to Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins then gets the ball and then places it down, and then we spike it. And then Justin Tucker, the man, the myth, the absolute legend, especially in Detroit, walks out on the field, lines up for the kick. Oh, man. He kicks it. I'm thinking, okay. We got this. And then it bounces. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And then it went, it goes through. I was like, yes, 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 we win. To be honest, do I think we should have won that game? Probably not. 
but I'm happy we won that game. And I'm happy we got out of Detroit with a W, but I give this one about a B, B minus. I'm happy we got it, but I expected more out of the Ravens this week. So let me first start by saying I can't thank the Ravens enough for giving three of giving us three of the just as sports fans giving us three of the best regular season games I've seen I've seen in a very long time mm-hmm. at least regular season games it just it was incredible just what just game after game after game there was the the game against the Raiders which I'm sure Justin you weren't very happy about the outcome, but at least as a sports fan, you can sit back and say that was a great game. And then there was a Chiefs game where they where they up, pulled off the upset against the against the Chiefs. They won that game, and now there's this where they hit a record-setting field goal at the as time expires for the walk-off win. It's incredible. That being said, it was kind of an ugly win. It was. They lost. They, as you said, they dropped. Uh, there were two touchdowns that should have been caught. What was it, Marquise Brown? You said yes. Marquise Brown dropped two touchdowns, and this is a Lions team that you, you are supposed to be head and shoulders better than, and they almost beat you. If it weren't for if it weren't for Tucker hitting that hitting that long field goal, you lose, mm-hmm. and it's an it's an ugly loss, and you're one and two in the season. Wouldn't that be crazy? By the way. Your only win coming against the Chiefs. They're one and two but as well. Two and they're one and two. Yeah, right they're now. they're one and they're one and two. They've been it's been ugly for them. They lost to some good teams, but still one and two is not good. They were talking about going going one, twenty you know. and zero at one point. Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes both they they jinx themselves. And even if you go say eighteen and zero, there's no. Take it from me as a Patriots fan. There's no uh, guarantees that you'll finish the deal. Especially Let's just say that much. It was a ten and six team that year, but it was they they were ten and six. They were nine and seven the the second time around. But yeah, obviously I know that because it's been beat into my head from mm-hmm. being a Patriots fan. <laughs> but anyways, we're we're going off topic. Great! It was a great game, but that's a team. It was more. It seemed like it was more so. Detroit lost the game. Detroit sucks, and the reason they even, they even hung in there in the first place was because the Ravens didn't play that well to begin with. So great win, but I'll give this win. You gave it a you gave it a letter grade. I'll give it. I'll give it a C, because they won. I'm ha- I'm happy we won. Uh, I'm happy my defense looked better than it did the past two weeks. That's an improvement for me. But it's Detroit, and I I expected us to win a lot more convincingly than we did, which means we are like I do miss my players that are injured right now. Like I really wish Ronnie Stanley would come back, but and Marcus Peters. I wish those two mainly would come back. The running game's not as bad as I thought it would be, but. I just miss Marcus Peters and Ronnie Stanley. But we're on to Denver. Tyson Williams has been a nice, a nice replacement there. He's actually been he's been stepping up. He didn't he, he didn't have a good field, game. Right? What's that? When he gets on the field, yes, they didn't use him that much against Detroit. I don't know why. I think they're trying to get 
all the other guys integrated, which I don't even think I, – I, I was really high on Latavius Murray. He hasn't really been anything special. I think there's kind of nothing left w- with him. seems like with the Ravens, they're just trying to throw bleep on the wall and hoping it, hope it sticks, you know, with Le'Veon Bell, Devontae Freeman, bringing in Latavius Murray as well. What's that? Devontae Freeman's playing all right. Yeah, all right, but he's nothing like he was back in his day, back in his Atlanta days when he was a top fantasy football option for many football fans. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, th- this is a run-first offense, so they're going to have to get that figured out. Not necessarily. Lamar Jackson leads the league in like yards per attempt right now, passing. So it doesn't hurt me to see it throw the ball every now and then. All right. Well, we t- so we covered one. So we covered one uh, thriller game that happened this year. I told you guys we're going to cover another one, and we will coming up next. We're going to talk about a, a, a certain game that happened over in Cisco between the Packers and the Finers. That's next. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. Hello and welcome back. I'm Adam Wright. Along with Justin Tucker, you're listening to the Fumble Rooski Podcast. We are just ta- going over some Week 3 action that just happened. And we'll going we'll be going over a little bit of some Week 4 coming up in a little bit. But right now, we're going to go over the Packers versus 49ers game that happened mm-hmm. on Sunday Night Football. So the Packers won in a thriller, but uh, it, did, it was not easy by any means for the Green Bay Packers. So they jumped out to a 17 to nothing lead, much like how the Ravens jumped out to a 13 to nothing lead. So they jumped up, seemed like it was going to be a blowout. Mm-hmm. It was towards the end of the half. It wasn't like it was just first quarter. Like this was like one minute left up until like the last second when the 49ers scored their next touchdown. The 49ers came back and made it, and uh, kept it close for basically the whole game. It was just basically the Packers scoring again. 49ers coming inching closer within three until with about 30 seconds, 37 seconds left. The Niners, after marching down the field, they took the lead with a touchdown pass to what is it? Kyle Jusick? Jusick? Juice check. What's that? Juice check. Juice check. Touchdown to Kyle Juice check. And. Then right after that, with 37 seconds left, when you think the game is over, Green Bay, led by Rogers, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, trot down the field all the way down. And they set up, they set up a field goal for Mason Crosby, 51-yard field goal. He nails it with no issue. As time expires, Green Bay wins the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, Justin, you got any, any thoughts on this game? Just when you thought Aaron Rodgers didn't care about football, whoo, he get he shows you how excited he was when Mason Crosby made that field goal. You saw that fist pump he did. Ah oh, man. But all in all, I thought it was a good game. It started off like, ooh, the the Packers are gonna run away with this. Then all of a sudden, Trey Lance gets that touchdown, and then the 49ers start to roll. Brandon Ayuk, there was a Brandon Ayuk sighting. I'm happy about. He got a touchdown pass. He he got me 14 f- points in fantasy, by the way. I was happy about that. Now I don't have to be afraid about using him in fantasy because he's been on my bench ever since week one. 
But overall, I think there's been a few ticky tack calls, mainly the Jair Alexander one. I don't understand how that one was a flag, but it is what it is. Um, I was shocked that the 49ers were able to hang on and eventually take the lead towards the end. But you can't give Aaron Rodgers that much time, like at all. Dallas can tell you if you give him more than like 30 seconds, he'll kill you. And that's what happened. He marched down the field like the great ones always do, got them in the field goal range, and Mason Crosby handled the rest of it. It was just a great day for kickers yesterday. Young Hoku made a field goal, Justin Tucker made a field goal, and then Mason Crosby made a game-winning field goal. All three of them made game-winning field goals for their teams. But congratulations to the Packers. They look like they finally got their head on straight, and now they're 2-1. All right. So here's the thing with uh, there's a couple. So, look, it was a great game. Great win for the Packers, obviously. But Mm -hmm. there's two there's two factors as to why they ultimately won the game. Number one, the 49ers secondary is depleted and it showed when they left Aaron where they when they left Devontae Adams wide open on two throws early on uh, late in the game. As time was as time was running out. Mm-hmm. Number two, Devonte Adams. His route running is incredible. The way he's able to get separation. So mm-hmm. when you get when you combine those two factors, then obviously they were going to they were going to go down the field with such ease. And then obviously you have Aaron Rodgers. There, there's not many quarterbacks who are better than him in the league. Um, th- this is a great win, but. I mean, Devontae Adams is incredible. I get, I almost give, I give almost as much credit, if not just as much credit, to Devontae Adams for winning this game as Aaron Rodgers. A little, a little. Uh, but again, Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. He does have to make the decisions. Now, his decisions get a little easier when you have Devontae Adams getting wide open like he always does. But again, uh. They were the main contributors other than Aaron Jones as to why they won. And also, Jair Alexander made a few plays on defense. So, yeah. Go, go Pack, go. Absolutely. It, but as I said, I mean, Marcus Valdez-Scantling is not making those, any, either of those plays. You don't know that. You Adam know. Lazard is not making the – sorry, Alan Lazard – don't even know his name is not making those plays. Randall um, Cobb, even in his prime, is not making those plays. Yes, he is. Robert Tunyon I, I is not making those plays. In his prime, I think he could. Randall Cobb? He's not in, he's like nowhere near to where Devontae Adams is. He could have. He's nowhere near where Devontae Adams is right now. Devontae yeah. Adams is the best of the best wide receivers right now. I think he I think he's number two. He's Aaron Rodgers is I'm sorry, Devontae Adams is number one, unquestionably. I can't put him above D-Hop. I just can't do it. I just see DeAndre Hopkins getting a lot. When he's healthy, he has some down weeks. I just, I see it. He had a down week this week. Devontae Adams doesn't do that when he's healthy. Hmm. Now, Now, Hopkins did have a rib thing, but I mean... For a tank like DeAndre Hopkins, who's always healthy and always playing, I, I would think that you could overcome that and be more of a factor than he was in the Cardinals game. 
I mean, when you have A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, and Rondale Moore, you probably don't have to throw it to him as much. But don't don't get him mistaken. When he's healthy, there's no one I would rather have the ball touch their hands than DeAndre Hopkins because it just doesn't come out. I want Adams. I, I don't know. It's a clo- It's close, but I'd rather have D-Hop. I'd, I'd rather have Adams. It's, it's just – it's not even close. It's Adams. Devontae's okay. good, but obviously no, he's no, no, great. You're right. You're right. Devontae is good. D-Hop's better. Uh, sorry, sorry. De- DeAndre's good, but I think – we're getting a little sidetracked, though. But I think you and I – so it sounds like you and I agree that it's more – it was that a mo- arguably most of the credit goes to Devontae Adams on winning that game. I'm okay with that, but it, it can go 50-50 Rodgers and Adams. It can. It can. Aaron Rodgers, is a, Aaron Rodgers has, to make, has to throw the ball in order to – it takes two sides. But Aaron Rodgers ain't too shabby now, is he? You can also give credit to the 49ers secondary. <laughs> Their secondary smells right now. Because Jason – is Jason Verrett healthy? No. That's probably why, and that doesn't help. They got rid of Akil Witherspoon. It's just Mosley and a few others. And Richard Sherman's gone, so, yeah. Yeah, so they don't, they ha- they don't have much in that secondary. And mm-hmm. that secondary was supposed to be really good this year before their number one corner got hurt. I'm forgetting his name. Oh, yeah, and also Josh Norman's on that roster, too. Oh uh, yeah, Josh Norman hasn't been good since his his, his early Panther days back in 2015. He just, he just loves getting stepped on. I can't, I can't. He got another one from Aaron Jones uh, Sunday night, and I was like, he just can't get away from it, can he? Not been good for the 49ers. Uh, anyways, up next, we're going to talk a little bit. Uh, so. In the 2021 draft class, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, you know, Trevor Lawrence, the Justin Fields of the world. Well, we can we'll, we're going to give you guys an update on how they're doing so far in the NFL. That'll be next on the Fumble Rooski podcast. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Team Radio. I'm Adam Wright along with Justin Tucker, and we are talking some week three action, and we're going to go over uh, a little bit on how these quarterbacks are doing. Uh, these rookie quarterbacks, who have all been, who have all already started, by the way, most of them actually, except Trey Lance, and it to to tell you the truth, it hasn't looked great. So Zach Wilson, he in his last two games, he has thrown six picks, and I'm pretty sure he has seven overall. Mac Jones threw three picks against the Saints uh, this past week. Trevor Lawrence, he's struggled with turnovers himself with seven interceptions already on the season. And Fields, in his only start, he only got 68 yards of offense. So do you, so do you think there's this growing narrative that this draft class that was so hyped up could end up actually just fall flat on its face? Do you think this, is a, this could be a, a, a bad batch of just failing and a, young quarterbacks? Well, I believe that you have to take personnel, you have to take coaching into account when it comes to these players. I don't think Urban Meyer is doing Trevor Lawrence any favors 
with what he's doing in Jacksonville. But again, you weren't expecting them out the gate to be like a good team. You expected them to have at least one or two wins, but you weren't expecting them to be a playoff team. So I think he's okay. He's just ironing out his flaws for right now. So later down the line, he doesn't make these mistakes. Zach Wilson scares me right now. There's no reason why you should go in. You should go into a game with a, and leave the game with four completions and have the same amount of interceptions. You can't have four completions and four interceptions in a game and give me any confidence that you are a starting caliber quarterback. But again, they have no one else on the roster that can take the range from him. So he's going to have to get through this. Uh, Mac Jones just had a bad game against the Saints. He looked good his first two games, but he ran into a good defense, and good defenses will do that to rookie QBs from time to time, just as Bill Belichick and what he did to Zach Wilson himself. And uh, Justin Fields is getting screwed over by his play calling. I don't understand how throughout that whole game you don't give him any protection against Miles Garrett or Jadavion Clowney. It just doesn't make any sense to to me. After a while, once Miles Garrett gets like a sack, I'm doubling him the rest of the game because I can't afford him to wreck my game. But four and a half sacks later, we're still running like single, single help, like one-on-one help. That makes no sense. I'm not trying to ruin my rookie QB before he even gets started. And now there's a quarterback controversy not knowing who to start week four. Are you kidding me? That's not what you need right now. Better play calling, better adjustments, knowing what you have in front of you. That's what Justin Fields needs. He has the weapons around him. He has the team around him. He has that defense because they were fighting in that game. It's just that that play calling on offense screwed them over. 68 total yards of offense. To put that in perspective, that's one yard a play. That is not going to get it done in the NFL. That is that's ridiculous that you put your your rookie quarterback out there to suffer like that and think everything was a okay. So if I'm Matt Nagy, I'm taking a hard look at myself and like, damn, I failed that kid the first time he was out there. So I need to come up with a better play calling for him in order to succeed. Now, I believe Trevor Lawrence has a game against the Bengals coming up, a good challenge for him to see where he's at in his progression. And, uh, yeah, hopefully everybody else can get it under control and get better. Other than that, Trey Lance hasn't really started, so I can't really critique him. Uh, sorry, critique him on much. But nice touchdown, Mark. So here's the thing with the Jaguars for the – or, sorry, here's the thing with this uh, quarterback draft class. Uh, for the most part, these quarterback it seems like these quarterbacks have just been put in a bad situation by their by their coaches and they just don't have much around them and they're they're being set up for failure earlier early on with Zach Wilson it's probably a bit of both I mean Zach Wilson not only does he not have very much around him but he also kind of sucks early I don't on know. I, I genuinely is, don't know like Justin Sam Darnold wasn't this bad when he was here. Yeah, no. Look at him in Carolina. Exactly. Sam, Sam Darnold wasn't this bad. Mm-hmm. And he he was he at least showed some flashes. He Zach Wilson, he in the regular season he has given you nothing. He he had a couple. Something. He's given a couple of 
He threw a couple touchdowns against the Panthers. Great. Yeah. But besides that, that Patriots defense, especially the secondary right now, ever since Stephon Gilmore uh, was sl- placed on the PUP list, he this this that secondary isn't that isn't anything special. And then against, I mean, Denver, I get it. That secondary is great, but he should he should have all day to throw because they don't have much on their front seven. It's, they got Von it was Miller just, and Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb's hurt. Oh damn! And Von Miller is old. He's still good. He's still good, but he's it's that's one guy. Yeah, he shouldn't be losing twenty six nothing to Denver. And you shouldn't be throwing six interceptions in two games. No matter what you have around you, that's not okay. And here I'm a little worried about Mac Jones, not just because not just because I think he's gotten his face kicked in, but the fact that they they let him they let him they they let him throw a little bit more they were a lot less conservative with him this game and the, as soon as they do that he throws three picks I, that was a little concerning to me they let him air it out a lot this past game and the 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 result is a little bit troubling to me um, although I do think I do still think he has potential. It's not like with Zach Wilson, where I'm already thinking this guy's this guy's terrible. Um, as for Trevor Lawrence, um, I, it is also concerning that he has seven interceptions because I don't think the what he's surrounded with is really all that bad. He has uh, his number one option is DJ Chark, and he has Marvin Jones as well. And LaVisca Chenault, he, those are, that's a pretty decent – I'm not saying that's a good, but it's good enough so that he shouldn't have seven picks early on. But I get it. He's a rookie quarterback. Um, and as for Fields, I'm with you on that whole thing. He's got his teeth kicked in, and it was all 100% not his fault. Play calling was terrible. They put, they put one of the best – they decided to, one on, to do one-on-one with one of the best – pass rushers in the league in Miles Garrett. And you also, and not only that, but you also have Jadeveon Clowney coming yeah. up, coming from the other side. You've had left tackle problems all year so far, like really bad left tackle problems. They, the, I'm pretty sure that who's the guy who they have in uh, playing Jason right now. Isn't he, isn't he, uh, wasn't he a practice squad guy who they've Jason, been using? I think, they're using Jason Peters now, and he's not in his prime. If he was in his prime, I'd be fine with it. But he's old, and you can tell. My God. Right. So they. this is something where I've been saying it for a little while now. You don't need to rush these quarterbacks off, 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 to, off to the field. You don't most of the time. Sometimes you can. Not in this, not in this situation. When your line, offensive line is in shambles like this. It's it's unbelievable. I think the only guy who should be starting right now, who actually like legitimately should be starting right now, is Trey Lance. With the team that they have, they have one of the best left tackles in the game. Yeah. And and they have all these weapons for him to throw to. He could be starting right now. The only issue is they have one of the most criminally underrated quarterbacks in the league right now playing, and he's playing his ass off. And Jimmy Garoppolo. And you can see, we went over that game earlier on. They jumped off to that 17-point lead, 
and he knew he had to get his ass moving or else he was going to be benched for Trey Lance for the foreseeable future. And he did. Mm-hmm. And I think I, he's criminally underrated. And it's too bad that Trey Lance is – we probably won't see much of Trey Lance this year because I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is giving up that job anytime soon. Yeah, that depends on what their record is, not necessarily just performance. If they're like mm, middle of the pack to like low end and they're not going to make the playoffs, I we could see Trey Lance for like one or two games. Yeah, but they're two and one right now. Yeah, and so I think like, they're, for right now they might not. This team is for this this 49ers team's for real with him at the helm too. The the fact that they were they went toe to toe with the mighty Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, that was pretty impressive to me. And they were an injured secondary and Devontae Adams away from winning that game. I'm just saying. That was it was pre- I was impressed by that 49ers team last night. They showed some heart. And they seem they seem like they care, but anyways, that we're we are getting a little sidetracked. But as for Mac Jones, I am certainly a little, certainly a little bit troubled by what he by the fact that he already he, they took the tra- training wheels off him. This is why this is why I said going into the season I want Cam Newton to start the season because I don't want this getting into his head. And guess who's coming into town coming up? He has he already has three picks in the back of his head and an ugly loss to to a Saints team and Jameis Winston. And the last time he was there at Foxborough, he threw a pick six. That yep. was his last throw. So yeah, he has a lot of ammunition on his mind. Tom Brady has all of that on his mind. Mac Jones has all of this on his mind on his mind. That is that's very concerning. Actually, that's what we're gonna talk about next. We're gonna preview this. Patriots-Buccaneers matchup, and a new narrative that's come up, which is now that since Cam Newton has been cut, it's going to be Mac Jones, the the future versus the past, and Tom Brady. We're going to go over that next. You're listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 Dean Radio. I'm Adam Wright, and I'm here with Justin Tucker. We've been talking some week reaction and we're going to get into some week four nap action now and we have what is going to be maybe the most anticipated highly anticipated regular season game in the history of the nfl maybe in the super bowl era i mean it's incredible how much buzz this game has gotten ever since he left ever since tom brady left for the tampa bay buccaneers this this date on October 3rd, on Sunday Night Football, has been circled on many NFL fans' uh, calendars as, uh, like, we're talking, like, over a year ago, Mm -hmm. as a game where, like, this is a must-see game, this is must-see television. Tom Brady coming back into New England, where he has spent over 20 years in, going to face his old coach, and not only that, but they have a new guy. They have their next guy in Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. So it's it's absolutely incredible. In fact, uh, we actually have an announcement on this game. We're going to be we're going to be having a special. Uh, we're going to be launching a special episode on Saturday night. Uh, we'll be recording on Friday, and we're gonna we're gonna be 
uh, previewing, we're going to be covering exclusively Patriots Buccaneers. So that's going to be mu- some must see, uh, a must see episode for you guys. Uh, Justin won't make it because he is going to be, his football team is going over to DC for the weekend. So he won't make it, mm-hmm. but we'll have a couple guest speakers. Uh, Brian Costu from Down to the Wire. We've had him on a couple times. We'll be having him on. We're gonna have a new kid on board who wants to who wants to be part of our uh, part of the Fumble Ruski crew. Who will I'll introduce to you guys. He's a diehard Patriots fan. His name is C.J. Medeiros. He's a very he's a nice kid. He's funny, great radio voice. Um, you guys will get a get a little bit of a taste of him. <laughs> next, coming. To, Shut up, Justin. You guys will get a little bit of uh, – you guys will get your first look at him, get your first listen at him. But anyways, uh, Justin, so we, we've we been talking about this game for a few months now. Mm-hmm. You got, what are you – so going into this game, what are your thoughts? Brady's trying to put up 50 on him, and he might actually do it. I – Hopefully this game is close, but I think the Bucks are going to pull it out because they now have added motivation that they just beat the, they just lost the Rams, so Tom Brady's not going to be like, let's not mess around here. We know what this is all about. Let's get this over with. Let's finish this. This is just another team. That's probably what he's going to say to his guys. But he'll be motivated to get this win. Uh, Mag Jones coming off a horrendous play might have butterflies in his stomach playing on this stage at this point in time in his career. I think the defense will be fine, but my question is, will that offense be fine against that Buccaneers defense with uh, Levante David, Devin White, and Antoine Winfield Jr., with Villavea, with Ndamukong Sue? They got pieces on that defense, so it's it's not going to be an easy walk in the park for Mac Jones at all. So I think the Bucks are going to pull through with this. I think the score is going to be 34 to 20 Bucks. Oh, so you're giving a score prediction here. Yeah. Ooh. I'm just that confident in the Bucks winning. I want the Patriots to, to win for some reason, but for conference reasons, I need the Patriots to lose. So I'm going with Bucks here. All right, so here's here's my take here's my take going into this game on Patriots Buccaneers. So mm-hmm. here's the thing: there are two things, there are two factors going into this game that are are very concerning to me going into this game. The first element being uh, the Patriots defense has faced three different quarterbacks this past few this, this past few weeks. And it, they haven't been impressive quarterbacks. Tua Tagovailoa, Zach Wilson, Jameis Winston. They lost to Tua Tagovailoa and Jameis Winston. Crab legs, Jameis and Jameis Winston. Two quarterbacks that absolutely blow. Oh, These two quarterbacks James stink. Jameis Winston does not blow. Jameis Winston sucks. Stop it. Jameis Winston. He's Jam- not Jam- terrible. He's he's not as. He is average. He is a average starting quarterback in the league right now. These are they're right now only because of that one game against against Green Bay where they, he just lit them up. Other you don't think he that, did okay against your Patriots? I thought that was a major big failure by the Patriots defense. Yes. 
All right, so he did all right. Because of the Patriots' defense. <laughs> you lost to that. My point, you're, you're missing my point. If they, if they tore you up, how do you think Tom Brady is going to do against them? How do you think Tom Brady's going to do against them? He's going to shred them to pieces. Mm-hmm. There's that factor. And I mentioned, I hinted at this last segment. We were talking about the a couple of the rookie quarterbacks and we were talking about Mac Jones. He has these three picks that he threw where he was basically thrown to the wolves. He got his face kicked in by that Saints defense. Mm-hmm. He's taking all of that into... He's t- he's taking all of that into this game where where you have that front seven of the Buccaneers mm-hmm. and you're going in against Tom Brady and you just threw three picks. And that's that's very concerning to me. And honestly, this team this team hasn't learned a lesson yet. Bill Belichick has not learned a lesson yet. He has not been able to put his ego aside and understand that he's screwing this team right now. I don't I think this team needs a bit of a kick in the ass, the Patriots. I think he needs to get his mind right and real and it's what it's going to take is his 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 ass getting kicked by this bucket by this Buccaneers team, by his former quarterback to say, "Yeah, we need to we need to change things up a bit." I might I think I'm going to root for the Buccaneers. I'm wow. pulling for the Buccaneers. Wow, you're a Patriots fan. That exactly. This is tough love. This is not tough love. This is you openly rooting for another team. I'm openly Shame. rooting for not rooting Shame. for the not rooting for the Buccaneers, rooting for the Patriots to get their asses kicked. That's a shame. Get a reality check. Oh my god. You call yourself a Patriots fan. This is how you're going to treat your team with abuse. Abuse. I think they need it. It really be your own. It really do be your own. They don't need abuse. They need victories. They just, they need to figure out how to beat this team. How to stifle Tom Brady. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't seem like an easy thing. Antonio it's Brown might have the COVID list. That is another problem they have to deal with. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. That those are issues you have to deal with. Uh, Leonard Fournette is an issue. Ronald Jones is an issue. Scotty Miller, if he ever gets to play, is an issue. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a nice little player. Uh, and that defense is a major issue. I don't know how they're going to survive this. They they're like I said, they won't. And I think they need to get beat up a little bit in order to realize that they need to change what's going on. Because Bill Belichick is still is still stuck up and thinks that everything is going to be okay because he's Bill Belichick, and he's just he he doesn't need to be questioned. And I think they need to they need to fix things to fix things up a little bit. It's this winning is this stu, it's this stubborn mentality that he's had that drove Tom Brady out the door in the first place. I mean, when you have six championships, I mean, it's kind of hard to change your ways. They're going to have to. <laughs> They're just going to have to. And it's going to take – it's going to take – this is, this is what it's going to take, a nice good old reality check. 
funny thing is, imagine the Patriots actually winning. We're going to have to take back everything we said today. If they win, it'll – I don't know what I would do. You would have to look at Mac Jones like, that's my guy right there. He stepped up in the big moments. He went toe-to-toe with Tom Brady and beat him. That Patriots I'll defense looked better than ever. If Bill he tears Bell's them up, if he tears them up, then I'll, I'll admit that I'm wrong. Of course, I'll, I'll admit that I was wrong. Uh, I admit I was wrong too, especially going up against that Bucks defense. I'd be, I'd be congratulatory of them. I mean, like you guys might have a little something there. You might have to keep them. Yeah, we'll get there. But we'll, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna give you guys a lot more coverage on Friday night when we record our our special. Uh, Justin won't make it, but we'll have a couple of a couple of guys. It'll be all Patriots fans, so we're definitely going to um, we're definitely going to put a lot of emotion into it. But we're going to give you guys some good coverage on this game. Like I said, probably arguably the most anticipated regular season game, the most hyped up regular season game in the history of the NFL, and that's not an understatement. But uh, anyways, Justin, do you have any other thoughts before we move on to the fan box? Mm, we should talk about the Cowboys versus Eagles game, but I'm like, the Cowboys dominated it, and the Eagles didn't look too good in it. So I'm like, all right, congratulations to the Cowboys. Ugh, as much as it pains me to say, Eagles, get it together. I mean, it's just, I mean, I've t- I told you, I said this before the season started. And I've been saying it. I'll say it again. If the Dallas, if Dallas's defense is improved, they'll be a playoff team. They have the offense to do it, and that defense has turned around. And they, how many times do I have to tell Trevon you? Diggs looks looks very much improved, and Micah mm-hmm. Parsons looks like an early candidate to win offensive, uh, sorry, defensive rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. He's been that good. So if, and and everything else has looked good. This is a team that could that is, especially in this division, could be a playoff team. You say all these things, but the Cowboys do Cowboys things and screw themselves every time. They still so make the have... playoffs every now and then. I'm not saying they'll be a championship team. All right, we'll see at the end of the year. We'll see what I'm they do. I'm just saying at the end playoffs. I d- I never said they'll be a Super Bowl contender. They're not. They're not there yet. They need I'm not a better. Sure they're playoff contenders yet. I like their I, record right now. They I played some not. good teams, but I I need more. All right. Um, well, we're we're about we're just about to wrap up the show, but first we want to hear from you. That's right, the Fumble Ruski fan box. Uh, we will get we will be able to shout you guys out and mention your takes. All next, you are listening to the Fumble Ruski podcast. All right, we are almost at the end of the show, and you know what that means. That means we are starting up our Fumble Rooski fan box, where we get to hear from the listeners and you guys' thoughts from week three. Uh, so basically, we po- we will post, if you guys want to respond or contribute, so we basically we post a question box every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it and give you a shout-out on our podcast. So make sure uh, next week, next Monday, you guys give a response to our to whatever fan box question we have. Or just say whatever, and we'll give our takes on it. And we will, fa- we will shout you out 
and mention you right on our show. Uh, so, so go check it out. But anyways, without further ado, uh, our first response is from uh, – so this guy this guy has responded to all of our fan box questions. Shout out to Patrick Willover, 22. So he said Dak putting – and he said this right before Monday Night Football. This was a bold prediction for him. Um, so he said Dak putting up 350 and four TDs. So this is, didn't exactly work in his favor, but he sure, certainly put up a nice little t- stat line going mm-hmm. just under 250 yards and three touchdowns. He's been good ever since he's ever since he's come back from that injury. There's been I've not been disappointed by him whatsoever. Yeah, he hasn't played bad. He's been playing very well. I'm surprised considering the injury, but all the more congrats to him. Yeah, definitely. Like it's it's great, and he's in the offense to do it. He has a good uh, a good offensive line, even though his left tackle's gotten into some drug test issues. He tried to bribe his dr- the drug test collector. Uh, anyways, moving on, we have Sean, our friend Sean Howe, ninety three, who's been on our show, the Dolphins fan, with the Dolphins response saying Dolphins overtime. So it's plain and simple with this team. Plain and simple with this team. Um, I've been, I've always been uh, pleasantly surprised with Jacoby Brissett going in this game, uh, or when any time he starts a game, he always plays better than I think he is. I, I just always think of him as that third string backup quarterback for the Patriots. He did win oh. them a game, but he also lost them a game going up against the Buffalo Bills. Which, a Bills team which did make the playoffs, by the way. Actually, mm-hmm. no. That that team didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, he almost, back in 2016, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was 2016. The Bills didn't make the playoffs until 2017. Yeah, unfortunately. And anyways, the, Dol- the Dolphins, um, he played well, and they got them to overtime. They traded field goals. There were three field goals in overtime. It took the it took the Raiders two tri- two trips, uh, and two Dan Carlson field goals for the Raiders to actually seal the victory. So they didn't yep. go down without a fight. But I mean, it's it's a little bit alarming that Tua, that the team isn't that much worse with Tua, without uh, sorry without Tua. But. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you have any more thoughts on it, Justin? I'm fine with it. Uh, Kobe Brissett played well enough to win them the game, but again, Oakland's a good, good team right now. So I'm, I'm surprised they're three and zero right now. All right. Anyways, uh, that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check us out on Spotify, Spreaker, and Google Podcast. Make sure to follow our Instagram at Fumbleuski underscore Podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL. Otherwise, we will see you next week over and out. Bye-bye.